Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. An Erios production. Menopause is coming and the men have all left town. But I'm not giving up until I see that baby crown. Could be balding, bearded, shorter, tall, funny, smart, love basketball. Gay, straight, black, white, shiny eyes with an underbite. I just need sperm. Spermcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Spermcast. Well, it is about time for me to start catching up on my thank yous to all my new Patreon subscribers. A lot of you joined in December when I wasn't doing the podcast and I was in crisis. I'm sorry if you felt forced to join because you needed more information about what was going on with me, but I really couldn't vocalize what was happening at the time. I could only write about it. Also, it was a scary time for me, so speaking to a private group felt safer than sharing with the public. Anyway, I just want you to know how thankful I am that you subscribed. The uptick in subscribers made me feel loved and supported, as um, superficial as that might seem. And that love and support was what got me through the hardest days of my life, so... Truly, thank you from the bottom of my heart to Emily A, Melissa A, Ayana A, and Ingrid A, Jessica K, Rochelle K, Joanna K, Katie, Kaylee K, Kathleen, Taylor K, Christina P, Colleen, Claire D, Courtney L, Carrie S, Caitlin B, Laura B, Francis B, Brittany, Burku, Mary M, Heather M, Hannah M. Sandy M, Lizanne M, Jessa M, Megan L, Freya F, Tom F, Rebecca G, Sarah G, Jessica G, Jessica W, Jocelyn W, Emily W, Sarah W, Mo W, Julie C, Julian D, Susan D, Robin D, Lauren H, Demelza H, Rachel H, Natalie H, Heidi E, Lizzie, Lena V, Malou V, Elise P, Iggy P, Daniela O, Temi O, Natalie R, Lisa Jean R, and Debbie S. Dana S, Iris S, Sarah J, and Stephanie. Another Stephanie, Marissa, Megan, Haley, Jennifer, Candace, Annette, Charlie, Aaron. And finally, Anonymous. What am I doing with my life? Why am I singing this song right now? I got to stop, but I hope that you're thankful that I sang it to you. Not gonna stop now. It's not over. Gotta keep singing this song to you. I've lost my mind, don't know who I am anymore, you don't either, you're like, why am I listening to this stupid podcast right now, I'm done with her, she sucks right now, she's really lost her shit, (laughs) I wonder if she's on something, I gotta go eat corn dogs. Thank you all so much, and thank you to all of you who are already subscribers, I don't know what my next step is when it comes to baby making, but I do know that it will involve money. So you are absolutely funding my next step, whether it's adoption or fertility treatments or anything in between. If you're not already a subscriber to the Patreon, go to patreon.com forward slash spermcast and just sign up for a couple bucks a month and you too could have your name in a fun song. What could be better? Go to patreon.com forward slash spermcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash spermcast. If you want to support the show in another way, you could go to Venmo and uh, send money to Molly hyphen hockey. You can also support the show by rating and reviewing. And you got to subscribe, of course, or else, you know, you might miss an episode. But rating and reviewing, very important. Please do it and share it with your friends. And now for some updates. As for my health, I think I'm doing pretty well. I'm done with my iron infusions and my energy is as good as ever. I don't have to see the hematologist again for another three months. And he says, you know, pretty good. Good to go for a while. I'm still donating milk and enjoying that. I've been getting some editing work, which makes me feel like less of a deadbeat. I'm starting to try to figure out my future a little bit. My, you know, as far as baby stuff goes, not really ready to hash it out here just yet, but 
We'll get there soon. And my mom and dad got vaccinated on Saturday, and they're peppier than ever. In fact, actually, dad is going to be 90 on Wednesday. Isn't that amazing? He's out right now in the snowstorm plowing on the tractor. Okay, now I'm going to talk about some heavier stuff, which is my baby's MRI results. I wasn't able to find a doctor to go over the results with me on the podcast, so I'm just going to muddle through what I'm finding on the internet. So here are some details, and it's hard to listen to, I'll tell you. Oh my goodness. So my baby had severe microencephaly, which is a very small brain. Lysencephaly, which means smooth brain, I'll get to that in a minute, with focal clastic loss of right parietal cortical mantle, which is uh, basically a piece of her brain that was missing, non-obstructive ventriculomegaly due to abnormal brain parenchyma, or parenchyma, I don't know. And that is an enlarged ventricle due to abnormal brain tissue, basically. According to March of Dimes, microcephaly affects 2 to 12 in 10,000 babies, which is less than 1% in the United States. That being said, the Foundation for Children with Microcephaly says that microcephaly affects 2.3% of newborns, which makes it very, very common. So I think the disparity in those percentages comes from the idea that many babies are born with a small head and are considered to be microcephalic or to have microcephaly, but it may not affect the development of all 2.3% of those with a small head. So complications may include... Cerebral palsy, this is a group of conditions that affects the parts of the brain that control muscles. This can cause problems with movement, posture, and balance. Dwarfism or short height, face deformities, feeding problems like trouble swallowing, problems with hearing or vision, hyperactivity, seizures, and intellectual and developmental disabilities. These are problems with how the brain works that can cause a person to have trouble or delays in physical development, learning, communicating, taking care of him or herself, or getting along with others. Some babies with microcephaly don't reach developmental milestones like sitting, walking, talking, having social skills, or having thinking skills. Babies with severe microcephaly can have more of these problems than babies with mild microcephaly. Severe microcephaly may be life-threatening. According to the National Institute of Neurological Disorders, lysencephaly, which literally means smooth brain, is a rare gene-linked brain malformation characterized by the absence of normal convolutions or folds in the cerebral cortex and an abnormally small head, microcephaly. Lysencephaly is caused by defective neuronal migration during embryonic development, the process in which nerve cells move from their place of origin to their permanent location within the cerebral cortex gray matter. Symptoms of the disorder may include unusual facial appearance, difficulty swallowing, failure to thrive, muscle spasms, seizures, and severe psychomotor retardation. Hands, fingers, and toes may be deformed. The prognosis for children with lysencephaly depends on the degree of brain malformation. Many will die before the age of 10 years. The cause of death is usually aspiration of food or fluids, respiratory disease, or severe seizures. Some will survive, but show no significant development, usually not beyond three to five months old level. Others may have near normal development and intelligence. How about that last sentence? After all of that, others may have near normal development and intelligence. That's crazy. So what causes microcephaly? We might never know in my case, but there could be a chromosomal abnormality that caused this problem or a virus like Zika, rubella, chickenpox, toxoplasmosa, or cytomegalovirus, which is CMV. As I think I've mentioned, I got my first round of uh, genetic testing back and there were no signs of chromosomal abnormality. So they're doing a more targeted set of labs for chromosomal abnormalities that are associated with microencephaly. And those results are not back yet, but I'm really hoping this week is the week. I don't know. As for viruses, it turns out the fluid was tested for toxoplasmosis and cytomegalovirus, and I can exclude both of those. I wish I already had some results that showed the cause of her sickness, but I am relieved to hear that it was not toxoplasmosis because I was convinced that I'd forgotten to wear gloves once or twice while gardening and that I'd come in contact with stray cat poop and gotten the virus from that. All right, so as you're going to hear in this interview, I'm still very much experiencing waves of sadness and tearfulness. 
And I know you're all accepting of whatever I'm going through and you'll keep listening regardless, but I do want this podcast to be a source of joy and hope for everyone, as I think it has been in the past. So I'm not only going to talk about grief and loss for the next couple years, (laughs) just for a couple more episodes. (laughs) Next week, we're going to talk to another incredible and wise TFMR mama. That's termination for medical reasons, if you forgot. And after that, we'll just see what happens. But if you have any ideas for things that you want to hear about in the future, let me know. You can email me at spermcast at gmail.com. Today, our guest is a lovely woman named Jenny June, and I'm just going to let her explain what she does. Take it away, Jenny. Yeah. Okay. So I'm Jenny, and I'm a pregnancy loss coach as well as a Reiki master. Um, So what I do is work with women who've gone through miscarriage, ectopic pregnancy, abortion, any sort of loss, mm-hmm. and we we go we go right into the deep end, and yeah. we dive in and um, work through that grief on a holistic level. So we do a lot of energy healing, meditation, mm. shadow work practice, as in um, that's kind of a new term, so people don't know it, um, but it's where you're you're looking into your your closet, right, your dark side, which really tends to be where we live when we're going through grief. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I dive right in deep with, with my clients and these women and um, help them be able to move through their grief in a way where they can live again. You never get over grief. Mm-hmm. It will always be, you know, these pregnancy losses will always be a part of us. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of how do we learn to live again in a way that that is meaningful to who we are now. Mm-hmm. Did you get into this work because you experienced a loss or were you already doing this work when you experienced your loss? Which which came first? Yeah. First came the loss. Okay. Yeah. I, I was actually uh, doing product development for um, a pretty big company here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I had two ectopic pregnancies. Oh, um, about a year apart each. So that's where the embryo actually implants in your fallopian tube. So it doesn't quite make it to the uterus. And so I had one in fall of 2017. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that point, I had never even heard of an ectopic pregnancy. I didn't even know, you know, what that was. Yeah. And so it was ended up being very traumatic. You know, the doctors thought, oh, you're miscarrying. no. Next day you're pregnant. You know, you maybe you have twins. Oh no, no, you're miscarrying. And it was this was all told to me in like such a like a black and white way where I was yeah. like, what? So it was literally like a roller coaster of like, what is happening to me yeah. in my body? Yeah. Do you have a partner? Yes, yeah, my husband and I. Okay. Here in Chicago. So you, were you guys trying to get pregnant? We were. Yeah. Yes, we were trying. And so I was like we was a very wanted pregnancy. We hadn't been able to get pregnant. Aww. So I was like crazy watching my ovulation. And then like, I was real quick to take a test, yeah. you know, every single time. And um, so I actually caught that I was pregnant early because of that. Yeah. Almost to the point to where my doctors uh, were like, oh, well, you know, don't even come in until, you know, you're 10 weeks because you're fine. But I was the first time I was pregnant. And so I really pushed to like wow. get blood work done in the beginning. And uh-huh. I'm thankful I did because of that. They were able to catch my first pregnancy early to where it wasn't quite as bad as my, my second one was a little more rough, but. Okay. Um, I had a pregnancy of unknown location. You, you're nodding. So I guess you know what that is, but they, <laughs> it could have, you know, they didn't know where it was and, and they thought maybe fallopian tube, Maybe not. And I was going to have to take methotrexate. Did did you yeah. have to do that? Yeah. For my first one, I took methotrexate okay. first. Mm-hmm. Um, it unfortunately didn't work. Oh, shit. Um, I ended up having to go into emergency surgery and remove my right tube. Oh, no. Yep. Oh, God. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, it was extremely traumatic at the time. You know, I mean you get told that you're having to rush into emergency surgery and like, mm. they're not even sure what's happening to you. I didn't know if I was going to come out of it, you know, like so you're like saying goodbye to my husband. I'm telling him, you know, it's okay if you need to find, you need to go find another wife. Oh my God. Like, it was like total like mind fuck, you know, <laughs> I ended up 
surviving that surgery, thankfully. Yeah. And um, but the grief because of all that trauma, yeah. and it really, you know, trauma sits on our body, and that's what eventually led me to um, energy healing and Reiki was because no matter what I did, you know, counseling, support groups, hiking. Mm-hmm. I mean, you name it, prayer, going to church. I mean, I tried it all and nothing really seemed to help me as much as energy healing. Mm -hmm. And I've just become obsessed and now I offer it to others. (laughs) (laughs) I want to, we're getting, we're going to get to you to more of that, but I'm still interested in the details of your ectopic pregnancies (laughs) because I'm nosy. Yeah. This was a really Mm -hmm. traumatic event then with this first one. And then I'm guessing the second one was too, because you said it was worse. Yeah. yeah, they were both very dramatic. Oh my god! <laughs> so essentially, I'd had had my first one, and I didn't tell anybody that I was pregnant, or didn't tell anybody what happened. You know, I was out of work for about three weeks, and when I came back, everybody's you know all your coworkers like, "Where have you been?" And I'm like, "Oh, you know, I just had something going on," Aww. and like kept it very vague. And I couldn't really even tell you why I didn't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Except that I was like, nope, not going into it with, with, you know, coworkers or uh, anybody outside of my close family. And then we tried for a year to get pregnant again. And uh, my doctors were, you know, telling me like, you know, you've had one ectopic, but it's very rare for you to have a second. Uh, so just go ahead, just keep trying to get pregnant naturally mm-hmm. for a year. And if you don't in a year, then we'll like start to do testing. And I just remember hearing that and being like, what? You're not going to like test and figure out why I had an ectopic? Mm-hmm. Like, can we look at my other tube? And, um, but you know, I was young and trusted my doctors. And because, you know, I'm like, oh, you're, you know more about medicine and my body than I do, right? Mm-hmm. Wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Learned that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and so we tried for a year. Uh, nothing happened. My cycle was crazy off that year. It took my body a while to realize, you know, this pregnancy wasn't happening. I was having like 50 day cycles. So like it would be two or three months before I would have a cycle. So it took my body just a very, very long time to find its rhythm again. Mm -hmm. And then we started to get fertility testing done. So I was going in to get my left tube tested and they just run like a pregnancy test uh, just in case. Uh-huh. Right. Like, All right. Sure. I'll pee on this, you know, pee in this cup, whatever. And I sit on the table and like, there's like all the nurses are like uh, congregating, like in a huddle and they're like whispering. And I'm just like on my phone waiting, like in the like paper, you know, uh-huh. uh, row. Yeah. And like one of the nurses ends up coming over and she's like, well, we can't do your test today. Uh-huh. Like, okay. And she's like, well, you're pregnant. Oh my God. And like, what? excuse me can it it's wrong right like it can't be right and she's like no and so I'm like okay wow all right so I like leave put my clothes on like leave call my husband how was the test I'm like couldn't do the test because we're pregnant you know (laughs) so like a great moment right yeah fertility testing done but my uh fertility doctor she was like I'm just gonna watch you really close because you have had a second I don't want you to go to your OB yet and so they monitored me close. I had an ultrasound early. They didn't find anything in my uterus. But they were kind of hoping, everybody was hoping that it was going to be a, a normal pregnancy. And so she thought, well, maybe you're just four weeks along. Maybe we just caught this early, you know. Right, right. Well, how were your yeah, numbers? How were you, how was your HCG? Oh, they were rising. They okay. weren't doubling every day like they should. They mm-hmm. were rising. And okay. so that's why they thought I was early. Mm-hmm. And it now it turns out my left tube was blocked as well. Mm. So the embryo just couldn't make it through the tube into the uterus. Yeah. Because my tubes were blocked, we actually found out later that I had a really bad uterine infection when I was 17. Oh. And I was hospitalized for it. And um, they told me at the time, like, oh, you may have trouble getting pregnant. We don't know. It like may have caused damage. I was 17. So yeah. you know, I was like, all right, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's what they suspect is actually what caused my tubes to be blocked was that wow. uh, severe uterine infection when I was 17. Wow. Yeah. 
what happened after that was they were monitoring me. I was at work one day, it was like five o'clock, you know, ready to leave. What do you do when you leave work? You go to the bathroom like right beforehand and mm-hmm. then you leave. So I went to the bathroom and I'm immense pain. Like it was just, oh my God, just like almost passed out on the oh, on the shit. toilet. And I was like, okay, some this is bad, you know. This is just like it was last time because I did have severe pain. Yeah. And so within, you know, the four minutes of leaving the bathroom, going to my desk, grabbing my my stuff, walking down the three flights of stairs into my parking lot, into the car, it was like maybe a four minute altogether. By the time I got to my car, I was so doubled over in pain. Ugh. I was like, I have to go straight to the ER. And so I drove myself to the ER, called <sighs> my doctor. A, a wonderful nurse. I wish I knew her name, um, but I will forever hear her voice in my head. Yeah, she like talked me through driving. Wow, <laughs> like you know, let's, let's talk about something else. And she basically like got me there safely, and I went straight to the ER. And uh, within thirty minutes of that one, they realized my tube had ruptured, Ugh. so that was the pain I felt. So, yeah, within thirty forty five minutes, I was in the OR. My husband wasn't even there yet. Uh, this was 2019. So it was pre-COVID. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank God. Yeah. And, you know, you have to sign a, a release form saying as as the mother. And uh, both times I remember being like, like, what? Like, it was just so confusing to me because I hadn't even really wrapped my head around yeah. that I was pregnant. I was 12 weeks wow. on the second. Ba- yeah. Based on the size of the embryo, fetus? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Holy cow. That's far along to be in the fallopian tube. Far along. And I <sighs> think, like, you know, everybody was hoping it was a, a normal pregnancy, which is why, you know, they kind of waited yeah, a little longer. Yes, of course. Of course. Yeah. And they had no idea what date you ovulated because your cycle was all screwed up. Right. Right. And you were having so much sex. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, all the time, we were just having it. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. For the first one, did they remove the fallopian tube before it ruptured? Before it ruptured. I see. Oh, my gosh. Holy shit. Well. They did try to save both of them. And I think, like, for anybody else out there having ectopic pregnancies, it's it's different for, you know, obviously it's different for every person. Um, and then they went in and they're like, your tube is just completely damaged. Like it's not doing you any good. Ah, we're taking it up. I hear you. I hear you. Wow. Oh my God. Well, that is, that is a lot, (laughs) but it brought you to where you are now. Yeah. I don't really know exactly where you are, but, (laughs) but it brought you to Reiki and, and healing. And that's pretty beautiful. I always say that my babies led me to my purpose. Yeah, um, because I fully believe had I not had those experiences, mm-hmm. I would have not have found spirituality the way at the level I have. Yeah, I definitely would not have found energy healing. Maybe at some point down down the road after a traumatic experience, but yeah, I I thank my babies every day Aww. for for leading me to you know to this path of helping others. Yeah, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Or do you have kids now? Are you continuing to try? What do you do? You want to get into that for a second? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I like love this question because I think it's important to know like what do we do after, right? Yeah. Like we have this. What happens now? Um, my only path forward to motherhood is IVF, mm-hmm. and um, when we had our second, I was very quickly going to be like, yeah, IVF. Like, when can I do it? And then I actually got laid off of my job six weeks afterward. Oh, my uh, God. Which had full IVF coverage. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. I was like, are you kidding me, universe? Like, (laughs) are you kidding me? (laughs) As if the sex topic wasn't enough. Now I lose my dream job. Yeah. But so that kind of made the decision for us. And and to be honest, I needed that time of being unemployed and doing nothing mm-hmm. so badly yeah. uh, because I needed to confront my grief mm-hmm. in order to move through it. And I wasn't doing that before. I was um, pure like, no, guys, I'm fine. 
I'm like good. And then like, I would be crying myself to sleep every night. And so, yeah, I, I needed the, um, the pure stop of like, no job. You have nothing to do. Here's unemployment to support you for a while. Like you just go work on you. And that's what I did. So we took a break for a year Mm -hmm. and I was unemployed and hanging out with my dogs every day. And I would, you know, do a couple things here and there. Um, I learned meditation, Mm. tried Reiki and learned sound um, energy healing. Like, you know, I just went on this exploration path Mm -hmm. and pretty much carried around tissues everywhere I went. (laughs) (laughs) And then now we are uh, going on two years. This February will be two years. And I do have a different job now. I also um, do pregnancy loss coaching. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've decided it is time to do IVF. So we are that journey this year. Awesome. Awesome. I mean, it's so weird to be like, congrats (laughs) when you have to start IVF. But but I think it's um, nice to be, I don't know, in forward motion. Not that one has to always be moving forward and that's too much pressure on that. But I just think it's like, I don't know, congrats because you're on your way to your next step, whatever it is and wherever it takes you. Yeah, it's nice to have made a decision, to be honest. Yeah, Uh, that's that's a relief. Yeah, I wasn't making a decision for so long. I was like, well, you know, to see, like, what do I feel like? Maybe I'm not meant for motherhood. Like, do I want to do IVF? Maybe I'm actually more interested in adopting. And so all these questions are going on in my head. And to finally have made the decision of what we are doing, like how are we going to go forward right now? Not that this is our end all, but it feels good to have made that decision finally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, congrats on that. (laughs) Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, so what is Reiki? So Reiki is a ancient Japanese tradition. This goes back to, I'm going to like screw up the year here, but it's like mm-hmm. 1700s mm-hmm. and it's energy healing. It is life force energy. So Rei in the Reiki stands for life force and Ki is energy. So it's Reiki mm-hmm. and it's a beautiful healing practice. And that I, I explored when I was going through my second loss after that. And what, what it does is it works on your aura, so your energy field. So we all have energy in us. We are made of energy, right? Everything from this desk that I'm, you know, talking to you on to the trees outside, the grass on the ground, the sand on the beach, it all is made of energy. Mm. And so what Reiki does is actually infuses life force energy within your aura, helps clear out any energy blocks that you have within Mm. your chakras, cleanses your field. And it it feels like a warm hug. It feels like sunshine is hugging you. Oh my goodness. Very peaceful. (laughs) Is it Reiki and other stuff energy healing wise? Or is it just, am I limiting you by just saying Reiki? No, no, that's a, that's a great question. So Reiki is an energy technique that I am trained in. It's what I'm knowledgeable in, but there are many other um, energy healing modalities. So there's sound healing, which actually uses bowls, either crystal bowls or like Tibetan singing bowls. And that vibration of the bowl helps heal the vibration of your body, your energy field. It also just sounds great in your ears, Mm -hmm. like a Wonderful. I recommend it. Mm -hmm. And then there are a couple other energy techniques that that other people use. Some massage therapists will introduce, you know, some different ones I'm, I know about, but I'm not as knowledgeable in. So you incorporate Reiki into the work that you do counseling for pregnancy loss, or is it separate? Yeah, it is. It's together or separate. Mm. So 
Um, I do have like three, I work with women for three or six months, depending on their, their own experience. Um, and we incorporate Reiki healing into our coaching. Mm. So one week we'll meet together and we'll, we'll have a coaching session and we'll go into the depths of uh, that grief healing. And then the next week we'll meet together and we'll do an actual energy healing session. Or I have many people that just want Reiki. And so they come for like a one-off session. A one, you can do a one-off? Mm-hmm. Doesn't Absolutely. have to be a, a commitment. <laughs> yes, if you like just want to try it, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually do try Reiki Saturdays, so once a month. Um, Did you I say dry? Dry Reiki? Oh, try Reiki. Oh, your <laughs> way. <laughs> gotcha. It's it's not no water is involved. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I have Try Reiki uh, Saturdays where I offer like four to six sessions, 15 minutes, um, like let's just come try it. And it's like half the cost of a, of a long, you know, full hour session. But, uh-huh. Oh, cool. Um, you know, that way if you just want to try it out and cool. you're not, you don't want to invest a ton, yeah. I think it's important to just experience it. And now you're doing a lot or most of your stuff on Zoom. Yeah, everything because the COVID is remote. Yeah which I was doing a little bit before because I do have, I do have really good friends all over the world that, mm. um, that are also my clients. But this is, this is different. Everything's on Zoom now. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people ask like, wait, how does this work if you're not in the room with me? Mm-hmm. Right. And it is a little hard to wrap your head around because it's essentially boils down to quantum physics. Yeah. Which in high school, I was like, physics class, whatever. <laughs> I'm just like, not doing that. <laughs> and then here I am, like learning physics because it's what I. <laughs> but um, yeah, we have Albert Einstein to thank for really understanding how this works. So you know, essentially, energy has no physical mm. or time restraint. Mm. So I physically cannot walk through a wall. I physically cannot jump from this place that I'm currently at into some place a hundred miles away mm-hmm. because I'm in a physical body, right? But energy does not have those same restrictions. And so it's confusing because it's quantum physics and it's like, you know, a higher, I don't know. I sometimes I'm still confused by it, but mm-hmm. I, I believe so much and, and I've seen it work firsthand. So what I do as a Reiki practitioner in a session is I do host these over Zoom uh, because I like to see the person. We also use it as like a mini counseling coaching session mm-hmm. because we do talk about what's going on mm-hmm. but I don't have to I can send Reiki energy at any time without seeing the person and we start off and I'm attuned to send Reiki distantly which you do have you do have to be um, mm-hmm. it's passed down from another master um, and so I can you know send Reiki to any person in the world just simply by setting the intention and thinking of them in my head the Reiki gets sent clarify for me it's been passed down to you from a reiki master what does that mean yeah (laughs) yeah so a reiki master who has been attuned this is how reiki works my energy field has to be attuned to the vibration of reiki Ah, Reiki. wow so i've had an attunement done to where i now my energy field vibrates higher um and you know after you have this attunement done it can take a lot out of you. And so like for like that whole day, I, I like slept all day. Wow. <laughs> it was a very interesting experience. And then that way I vibrate. And when I channel Reiki, my energy level raises up to that same energy level as Reiki. Wow. And you are passing that energy through to a person. Yeah. Wow. That's... Do you want to try it? Right now? Yeah. Do you want to try it? <laughs> Is and that a possibility? Can- Totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah sure. Five minutes in and then you could talk, you know, you could talk about what your experience was. Okay, but I'm scared that I'm scared I won't feel anything. Mm, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've talked about this before, but like I feel like so into spirituality and everything, but I don't, I don't, I, there's like a disconnect. So I'm like, I'm into it. Like I love talking about it and hearing about it, but I, I'm always like, you do all the cool stuff for me because I can't communicate with, you know, the universe or whatever. <laughs> um, sure. I'll do whatever. Sure. That'd be fun. Okay. 
Okay. Can I do it just sitting in this chair? Yeah. I just recommend to get comfortable. Okay, I'm cozy now. All right, so just you know, close your eyes. And just take a deep breath in through your nose. And exhale. Do that again. Take a deep breath in through your nose. And exhale. We went on like this for about five minutes. Return to normal breathing. Do you like this music? I added it for effect. I'm starting to Slowly and gently. Come back into your body. <laughs> and take your time. You're coming back to the, the moment, the present. How did you feel? I feel good. Felt vibration-y. <laughs> yeah, some people feel like uh, heat you know, on the top of their head or their shoulders, depending on where I'm at. Some people feel nothing for days. Mm. Um, all of a sudden, they have a huge release. Well, you know, every time a no- there was a noise, a sound of, do you have stones? Is that what you have, gem- uh, crystals or something? Uh, yeah. Every time I heard, every time I heard one of them hit the table, it was like a vroom, 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 through my. <laughs> oh. Uh, every every noise, every sensation, it, and when you said my name, or you didn't say my name, you said, uh, Jen, "What did you say?" Holy, come back. Holy. Slowly. Slowly. <laughs> when you said slowly, <laughs> it sounded like uh, Molly when when you first said it, and and it was like a. Yeah, like uh, oh wait, I'm I'm back in my body now. Like maybe oh maybe it was no, I was still not. I was it was just the vibrational whoosh through through my body. Beautiful. It, I didn't feel like I was back in my body yet when you said it. No, it was just a a jolt, but not a bad jolt. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like when I was in your energy field, I felt a lot of heat, um, really around your shoulders, um, mm. and heat. Uh, to to me when I'm when I'm doing it just means that like you know there's a blockage there or you need a little more loving that's mm-hmm. like I like to call it a little more Reiki loving mm-hmm. and so I stayed on your shoulders a little longer and you know it was a quick five minutes it wasn't a full body scan but mm-hmm. um, also just because I know you recently went through and experienced the loss and your body is going through so much right now I also just made sure to focus on your womb space and your heart as well and so with sending that energy in, in my mind, it's a very bright light um, that I'm just sending throughout your body and um, particularly focusing within your womb space and your heart space. Yeah, that makes me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, this is loss is so hard on us mentally. Pregnancy loss is so hard on us physically too, no matter what stage you had it in right mm-hmm. I've had friends who um you know have lost at six weeks I have friends who've lost at 40 weeks mm. it it physically leaves imprints that trauma that grief physically leaves imprints on our energetic field on our bodies and that's what Reiki healing really helps to you know kind of just punch up that imprint and kind of just you know tap it out mm-hmm mix it up, let it, let it loose again. Right. And sometimes it takes multiple Reiki sessions to physically feel 100% again. And also I think it helps to work through that trauma out loud as well as have your energy field worked on, which is why I do both with a lot of my clients. By out loud, do you just mean talking about it? Right. Talking through it. um, Yeah. Doing, um, I do a lot of heart exercises yeah. where, uh, you know, I hold a pregnancy loss ceremony once a month and it's a very intimate, intimate little time where we actually write a letter to our babies. Oh my. And then we, I send Reiki healing at, at that time. We don't read the letter out loud to others because it can be so private, but then um, I lead whoever joins in a meditation where um, we actually bring down our, our baby's spirit and soul and, um, you know, say those, those words that we wrote in the letter to them. 
all in our minds. Oh my goodness. Uh, that sounds so very, intense. I can't even handle thinking about it. <laughs> it is intense. You, have, you do have to be ready to yeah. let go. I would say, um, you know, if you've just experienced the loss, yeah. maybe wait a little bit till you feel like, okay, you're ready to look at that side. Um, usually, you know, you can't ever put a time on it, but um, I would say on average, the people that join my ceremony are about six months to a year after their loss. Mm-hmm. In one case, I actually had uh, somebody join. It was 10 years. Wow. Still holding around that grief like it was yesterday. Yeah. And is the goal to let go of the grief or what is the, what is it? <laughs> That's a really great question. The goal is to essentially speak what we feel like we can't speak. Mm. So in the way of speak, I mean, write it down, just get it out of our bodies. Um, Mm. Even if we hold those thoughts in, that all stays in in your energy field. And so to be able to say, you know, words to your baby that you never got to say in person, it is to say all that, you know, gosh, sorry for losing you. I'm sorry for not being able to bring you into this physical form. I wanted to do every, I wanted to do this with you. I wanted to do that with you. It could, it's the sky's the limit as far as what you want to say. Um, and the reason why I do this is because I, I did it after my second ectopic wrote it to both of my babies. Yeah. And was the hardest curious. Cause yeah. I cried like that parchment was full of tears, but I felt so much weight lift afterwards. And I felt like it was the gate opening for me to then move forward in my healing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't holding it quite as close. Oh, boy. Yeah. Breathe that out. That's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. We're all holding it, right? <sighs> Man, that sucks that this has to happen to people. <laughs> it does. It does. It absolutely does. I wish that I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. Yeah. Now I'm just a crying mess and I can't think of anything to talk about. <laughs> I don't have tissues. Oh, I do have tissues. Yeah, too. What? I'm here for the tears, too. <laughs> I just love having a conversation, being able to share this energy, particularly with you. I mean, um, your story and your... Um, your experience is, um, it touched my heart and I felt, uh, with you, um, obviously I can't know what you're feeling because everybody's grief is completely different. Everybody grieves at different levels at different times. And, you know, it's just this wave. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. Wave coming in. Yeah. Um, and just know that, uh, you know, yeah, your story, you sharing it in this way is, um, it's so needed and I'm sure it's also helpful for you to share it. It is for me. It's a, there's so many, what, what's the word? <laughs> I can't talk. Oh God. There's why am I, ed- I'm editing myself while I'm talking. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think that's part of why I can't talk anymore. It's like, <laughs> I'm thinking about what everyone else is thinking. Like I didn't used to. And I just feel like I just can't get my words out anymore because of what am I? I'm still crying. <laughs> you know what? That's, that is, that's okay. Yeah. It's perfectly okay. Um, <laughs> it is, it is, and it's normal. And, you know, it's, it may be your new normal for a little bit. So yeah. Like, you feel like you're stumbling over these words. You're like, my brain just can't keep up. And, yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Lean in, lean into that. Yeah. Like, oh, it's just me right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just so lucky that I can talk about it. And um, there's so many people that that can't for many different reasons, but that either they're worried about what other people will, will say or think or, or how they'll be spoken to or relationships mm-hmm. being damaged or whatever. Um, since I am in a, a position where I can talk about that stuff, I, I might as well for the sake of those people that can't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But really, it's just selfishly for me. 
<laughs> and that's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, How did you feel after your first Reiki session? Yeah. So I, I went into my Reiki session just really not knowing anything about it. I had just heard the term Reiki a couple of times, knew it was holistic. And I was like, great, nothing else has helped. Let me try this. Well, what were you feeling beforehand that you sought it out? Mm, just the depths of grief. I couldn't get up in the morning. I was sleeping nonstop. At one point, I hadn't showered for about 16 days. <gasps> oh, girl. Like, hard to say out loud, but like, <laughs> I was in it. I now, was in the thick of it. I have a question. At what point does somebody call grief clinical depression? Yeah, I mean, I was I was absolutely clinically depressed without being diagnosed. Like that's okay. what I firmly believe, and my husband will definitely tell you. Okay, um, because he was extremely supportive, but you know, nothing was really going to help me except for me. Yeah, um, I had to make the decision: mm -hmm. um, Am I going to sit here in this grief and continue to fight with not taking a shower, yeah. or am I going to face this? And is this when you were out of the job? Yeah, I was out of a job. Um, so I w first went to my Reiki session maybe three months after mm. losing my job and probably four months after having my second ectopic. Yeah. And so I went into that session just like, well, hopefully it will help, you know. And yeah. as I laid there on the table, and you do lay fully clothed, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that. Usually you have like a blanket on you. Um, you know, you're laying on a pillow. And it's just a really cozy environment. So as I lay there, you know, she kind of led me in a relaxing meditation. And I just closed my eyes. She started at my head. And immediately, um, her hands were not directly laid on me. Because um, Reiki is, uh, most of the time, not physical uh, touch. Mm. But I could feel the heat mm. um, from her hand. And Through your clothes. Felt, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it felt very nice. And so I was like, okay, this is great. And I went into a very relaxed state. I ended up while she was working on different parts of my uh, energetic field, my body, I saw like swirly light, mm -hmm. swirly color, you know, kind of go across my eyelids. The best thing I can describe this is it was like the Northern light, mm. like, you know, crazy swirly, like bright greens, and then a bright purple and a bright white would come wow. by. And I was just fully immersed in that moment. So maybe the first time in a very long time. And when she said we were done, it was an hour and it had felt like 20 minutes. It went wow. by very fast for me. And she left the room. She said, I'm going to give you a moment. And I just laid there and um, I took a deep breath in. And for the first time in four months, I felt like somebody picked up that brick that yeah. had settled on my chest just picked that up and set it aside and I could take a breath in. Wow. And from that moment I was, I was hooked. It, uh, it definitely helped me as I went on throughout the day that day and throughout my week. Um, I just felt for the first time I had clouds shifted aside. They were still there. Mm. I was still, you know, working through my loss, but I felt like I had control of it mm -hmm. actually, instead of, it having control of me. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Mm. You know, for a moment, uh, I saw a, and then it went away, a light. Now it's possible that that's when the sun set or something, and I just something <laughs> happened because the window's right there. Yeah, and everybody has different experiences um, within their session, even from Reiki session to Reiki session. It's, mm. it's very different. Um, so for me, like I don't always see those colors. Mm. I do typically feel heat. And as I, as I give Reiki, my hands get very hot um, oh. as I'm in other people's energy field. Mm. Yeah. Everybody has different experiences. I do work on people with chronic illness as uh -huh. well. And um, so like I volunteer at the cancer ward. Uh, oh, wow. And do Reiki sessions there. I've been wanting to work with COVID patients, but they're, you know, COVID restrictions are super strict. They yeah. won't allow anybody in. Oh, goodness. It's In Europe, it's more prominent to have Reiki practitioners in hospitals working alongside doctors. Oh, amazing. Um, in America, we're getting there. Um, I believe in Oregon, there's a hospital. I don't remember the name, but there is a hospital, I believe, 
has Reiki practitioners on staff working there. And uh, and hopefully, you know, as it becomes more well-known, there's more clinical studies around um, the physical benefits that Reiki has within our cellular level, our cellular change. You know, I think that we're going to start to see more and more of Reiki within hospitals. Wow. Probably the next five years, I would see it. I would I would guess it's going to be more prominent. That would be amazing. Quick question. You said, what did you say about my shoulders? Mm, I felt a lot of heat around your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, so typically that means there's a blockage there. Uh-huh. You know, sometimes we can hold our stress there. Sometimes trauma can insert and kind of find a place to live within our shoulders and shoulder blades. So I felt a lot of heat within there, which usually means there's a blockage that needs needs to be worked on. Needs a little Reiki loving. Interesting. It is. It's a it's a whole new level of information out there, and you know, I will forever be a student. Yeah. Of you know how how we move through our grief. Um, uh, yeah, I will forever be learning about it. Yeah. Well, thank you for doing a little Reiki session for me. That was really <laughs> nice. And I hadn't cried yet today, so <laughs> that was nice too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I hope it helps. You know, in, energy healing is, is so new to everybody. And so if anybody's remotely interested yeah. and it piques your curiosity, I'd definitely say like follow that curiosity. Yeah. Because usually the curiosity means there's something underneath there that yeah. you've got to figure out. And my listeners can find you uh, anywhere online or on Instagram. Yeah, so I'm online at XO Jenny June, and it's Jenny with an I. And two com. N's. Well, there's always two N's. <laughs> Not Jenny's ice cream. There's only one N yeah, on that's that. True. It's one N. I know. I've, I've tried to get a discount there because I share the name, and to my, I haven't been lucky. But <laughs> Okay, yeah, so, so XO. J-E-N-N-I-J-U-N-E dot com. Beautiful, beautiful. XO Jenny June. On Instagram and where else? Anywhere else? or Just come find me on Instagram. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jenny. Yes. That was really nice. And uh, great to learn about what you do and, and how Reiki can help us. And Thank you, Molly, for having me on. Um, it's been a pleasure, and I just love sharing this with everyone. Yeah. I wish you, you know, the most healing that you can possibly find within your journey. I know you're at just at the beginning stages. Yeah. But know that there is this big community surrounding you. Thank you so much. And it was so great to meet you. Yeah, it was so good meeting you. I hope <laughs> to stay in touch. Yes, me too. Okay. Okay, I'll talk to <laughs> you soon. Bye. 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 Thank you again, Jenny. It was so wonderful to talk to you. Listeners, thank you for all the support. I know I say it all the time, but I just really appreciate you. If you haven't joined the Patreon yet, go to patreon.com forward slash spermcast. You can also send money on Venmo to molly-hockey. You can rate, you can review, you can subscribe, you can share the show with all your friends. If you want to reach me or give me some ideas for what you'd like to hear in in upcoming episodes, you can email me at spermcast at gmail.com. Or leave me a voicemail or text me at 323-741-1818. You can find me on Instagram at Spermcast. That's it for now. Love you all so much, and I'll talk to you soon. He could be bald and bearded, shorter or tall. Funny, smart, love basketball. From gay, straight, black to white. Tiny ass with an underbite. I just need sperm. Spermcast. And here he is. Powered by ACAST.
what else can you sense in a person? Is it just blockages or, or, do you, or is there other stuff that you can sense energetically? It's different person to person. I work on a really good friend. She's one of my best friends. We have a very close bond. And she went through IVF recently. Mm-hmm. And so I, I gave her IVF throughout her entire process. Um, you gave so her was, Reiki? I gave her IVF. No, I gave her Reiki, yes. <laughs> Are you a, I didn't realize you were a um, reproductive endocrinologist as uh, well. Yeah, no, that, that's not in my resume. <laughs> no, I gave her Reiki through her IVF process. Uh-huh. And, and so I was up in her energy field every day. Um, I have actually the pleasure of being in person with her. Aww. And so because I think I knew her so well and we were working so much together every mm-hmm. every day for about 10 days, I was able to sense more with her than I have anybody else. And so really interesting for her was she was having pain within her legs during IVF. Mm -hmm. And I was able to feel like a knot on her hip and her thigh within her energy field. And so was it because we had a close bond? Was it because I was working on her so much? I'm not sure which was the difference. But yes, I, I tend to be able to feel yeah, those that knot within within her body. Um mm-hmm. was able to loosen that up within a couple of days. She she was able to stop taking Tylenol and uh. felt better, you know, or ibuprofen, whatever what she was taking. And some some Reiki practitioners also have a level of psychic ability. Mm-hmm. I am not as experienced in that. You know, I'm not gonna be able to tell you what's going to happen to you next week. Or, right, 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 right. But um, there are some who, who are gifted and, and talented within that, and, and they incorporate their psychic abilities with Reiki healing as well. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 